another episode of the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast. I'm Jonathan Howe. He's Travis Cunningham. And we are presented by Bicknell Racing Products and Oshweekin Speedway, your home for Friday night excitement all season long around these parts. Travis, episode 44. Do you have a 44 for me? Because I once again forgot to actually look up a number because we've been chit-chatting off the air. <laughs> I got two. I'm going to say one and then okay. leave the other one for you. There's a couple more. Anyway, the number one for me, 44 around here, always flying Brian Stevens. We already had, uh, yeah. we did like a special little thing on him back in the summer during the Brian Stevens Memorial. And uh, yeah, Brian Stevens for me. Love that guy. See, that's who I was going to go. Now I'm wondering, I'm like, so. See, well, there's a really it... basic one. I was like Stuart Friesen, well, Dirt Mod. That's yep. his number. And then there's one around here. In the mod lights. In the mod lights. Who am I? Mm-hmm. He just started getting rolling real good at the end of last oh, year. Oh, uh, I'm going to mess up which Anderson is. It? Ryan Anderson? Correct. Let's see how much I remember. Okay, good. So okay. there's a 44. I'm not in mid-season form, so I'm like, I haven't f- put them all together. Although, um, so yeah, Brian Stevens, Stu Dog, Ryan Anderson. And isn't, I don't know if he still is. I got to check this. Uh, uh, Danny Worcester, forty-four in the ma- in the. Uh, oh yeah, because he was Brian Stevens' crew guy yeah. back in the day. That's why he rolls that. Either that or four forty-four too. That was one of Brian's numbers as well. For, for some reason, I'm picturing yes. Okay, Craig Velasic, forty-four. That's that's yeah. who I had. There's the yeah. other one too. I think I think okay, we got I think, them all. I think that's everybody. Probably missing some vintage, some older guys, but yeah, we got a lot. That's of them. who I was thinking of. I no one's mad. Sure, I was like. Because I was like, wait, did Craig run something else? I, 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 you know why I'm mixing Craig and I'm mixing Craig up with Leroy Buscom, and Buscom's the '71, I believe. That's correct. I've got that right. No. I'm like, this is like good preseason yep. testing for Merrittville because I'm like, I'm trying to picture the driver rosters in my head right now. But, anyways, we got our 44s: Craig Velasic and uh, Ryan Anderson, two local guys still rocking the 44, and of course Stewie and uh, Brian Stevens as well. Yeah, I saw. I checked. I double. I just double checked it because okay. I couldn't remember if him it was him or uh, Buscom. I was thinking of, but Vlasic did start one event last year at Maryville in a forty-four. Yeah, so deal. Uh, we should probably get into uh, Maryville. Uh, let's start with Maryville because I had spent my morning there. I was at the track earlier than I think. I've ever been at. I'm pretty sure I was at the track earlier than anybody has ever been uh, doing some promo work with uh, 97.7 Hits FM. We had the first ever Merrittville crawl where we had contestants crawl on their hands and knees around the entire racetrack for a thousand bucks. Shout out to Bella who won this morning. That was pretty cool stuff. She killed it, crushed it. And I think the event is going to return on Hits FM night uh, in May or June because we have two dates that we're sponsoring. Uh, so watch for details on that, I guess, with Hits FM. But I'm sure lots of drivers have probably departed Merrittville Speedway at 3.30 in the morning, but very few have probably ever That's arrived sure. that early. And that place is oddly kind of freaky <laughs> in the middle of the morning like that. Yeah, only competitors I could ever think of. Like maybe someone on a tour race the next day showed up super early, towed from the night before. That's the only time someone would be in that time of night. Yeah, But uh, yeah. That uh, I would listen to the whole thing on the radio, and uh, what was it? Bella, the girl that won? Like yep. she just kind of 
was slow at the beginning and then let the people run away and tire themselves out and eventually passed everybody in one. Right. And that made me think of a bike race back on the go-kart track back in the day. It was Mike Dooley, the candy man versus Alan Johnson, Mr. AJ Slideways. And uh, yeah, same thing. Mike Dooley took off, almost lapped AJ Slideways. It was a three lap race on the kart track, then gassed himself and slow and steady wins the race. Alan Johnson, just like he does in real life. I think he won the modified race that night too. But uh, yeah, reeled him in and passed him coming out of four or something like that and won that race same way too. So that's yeah. what that reminded me of. And it was just super cool that you guys did that at Maryville. Got lots of exposure today on the radio and all that. Yep. We're uh, only a couple of weeks away. April 22nd, Peters Construction Group presents the Spring Sizzler, which of course you're going to be a part of with the Southern Ontario Sprints, uh, the Corpac merchandising 358 modifieds are going to be racing in that one right choice auto and leisure sportsman hoosier stocks band single pet value pv on the lane four cylinders as well in that one no mod lights that night to get us started but that's okay can't wait can't wait let's oh, go i'm so fired up so uh we're gonna do i've got a i've got a game we can propose so i want to do i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before but i want to get it out in the open now so we can start thinking about it so you can be prepared for it in a couple weeks. I want to do a class-by-class class draft. So we each get a driver from one one driver from, from each class, and we'll see who has the most points at the end of the year between our two teams. And we'll do it for uh, the five classes at Maryville that are running for points championships. We'll do it for Osh Weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll see who wins the titles for each track. Okay, Sound good? but it's got to start after the Spring Sizzler so we can have a sure about who's going to be running and stuff. Yes, yeah. So we'll do it. We'll do it where the Spring Sizzler ain't for points anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, yeah. they don't count that. So our season nope. opener is the following weekend. Um, yeah. So looking so forward yeah. to that. Uh, Starting for season opener, I'm in. Then you get, <sighs> yeah, lots be able to do. To see. Lots to do. I got to get through all the sponsors, make sure the, the sponsor book is updated. Uh, I'm going to update my own books. I got the word from Stephen Petty, who we're going to have on the show, uh, hopefully real soon to tee up some Ransomville stuff. Uh, cause I'm going to be heading over across the ditch to call some racing at Ransomville. He asked me to fill in a couple of big R. I, I'm looking forward to my, uh, first time on the mic at the big R. So that's going to be a lot of fun later in the summer and sorting all those dates out, but it all starts with Merrittville. Um, some dates that we did find out this, uh, this week. The dates for Humberstone Speedway. Uh, we've got ourselves a nice little schedule, uh, I'll say, for uh, for Humberstone. Not a full racing calendar, but it, it gets going with a, a little Sunday open practice on June 11th. Then the opening night, the following Sunday, June 18th. Uh, Thund- Thunderstocks, Sportsman, Mini Stocks, Mod Lights, and the Vintage Cars. Uh, that will also be a Duel on the Dirt home track number one event. Uh, the Sunday following Canada Day. We've got uh, you racing in that one, Travis, with the Southern Ontario Sprints. Yeah. Dirt Car Sportsman Western Tour event as well. Action Sprint Tour headlining that one. Uh, they've also got a uh, Enduro the following Sunday. Then we've got the All-Canadian Championships on August 6th. Picasso Memorial August 20th. Labor Day Late Model Open uh, September 3rd. And then we got some bike racing and the Fall Classic uh, coming back for a Friday-Saturday night event september 29th to 30th so if you want to do some early fall late summer camping at humberstone that's a good night to, a good pair of nights to go and do that and the eve of destruction closes at the event calendar on october 14th 
And by my count, you're not going to be joining me for too many racing uh, events uh, on the mic this year because you're going to be racing at a lot of these events at Humberstone. Yeah, only be able to call about three of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, good thing you're there. Pick up the slack. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped to get there. It's been my one of my definitely my best track probably in the last two, three years. So always love going to Humberstone. Uh, saw some people wishing it was a full season. I honestly wish it was a full season too, like it was back in the day. But this is what Terry can do right now. And hopefully if this season goes good, all those people that I see saying that better be at the races that they do have. Yep. And uh, yeah, support it. And hopefully we can get back to that. Because I think like uh, like they used to do it back in the day, like a sportsman, street stock, mini stock, and then sprinkle in another division. You could rotate a few divisions every now and then. As long as you have good food at the races, usually people will show up. So yeah, keep some class. Like that's the best part about back in the day when they would do it, like when P. Costco owned it. It was usually lower paying. Or like the like they wasn't ever modified, so you wouldn't have to worry about that bigger purse. It was always sportsman, street stock, mini stock. So then you could because it is tougher to do on Sunday. There's yep. no doubt about it. Sunday is a tougher day to pull off. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a challenge, but I I'm optimistic that they're gonna have themselves a great year and that uh, we're gonna be a, a part of that up in the booth and uh, for yourself even out on the racetrack. So that's gonna be yeah uh, a good time. And of course you're gonna you be got ten racing. shows. So yeah, get out, sport them. Well, you're going to be racing with the Southern Ontario Sprints, and they actually yeah. made some uh, news and some waves uh, announcing some key members of the team. Uh, we got uh, uh, we got Michael Amy, who's going to be uh, joining things. Uh, worked on the Dylan Westbrook Sprint car for a while, and uh, now he's joined the SOS uh, in a role. Uh, we got Tim Phillips coming on board as well uh, as the tech inspector. Uh and I'm going to say it wrong one more time. I'm going to try it. Tommy Gooch. Did I say it right that Tommy time? Tommy Gooch. There we go. Yep. Got it. Working on those pronunciation, pronunciations. Thanks uh, Thanks for the patience, Tommy. Uh, and Dale Callan, uh, also going to be uh, a part of this one, documenting everything via photography. Uh, shout out to the new faces yeah. of Southern Ontario Sprints. And I did I see a comment. three or four of those guys pretty good. Well, I did see a comment about uh, potentially having a series announcer. And I know that I've talked to Peter about that. And uh, for now, he's going to let the the tracks that are uh, at each uh, each facility is going to have their own probably broadcast crew. And I'm sure some of the bigger races are going to be on G-Force with uh, Adam and Greg on the call. Yeah. So uh, I think that's the plan for this year for anybody who's wondering about that sort of stuff. And uh, I, for one, I'm totally fine with that because... Uh, just like we are not short on talent in terms of uh, drivers in Southern Ontario and racers uh, on dirt, uh, we are also not shy on commentators. So uh, it, it's going to be awesome to hear the sprints have several different voices this year. Yeah, I always like a variety of announcing. The f- yeah, uh, who's like series announcers that I knew back in the day, like Mike Mallet. I knew him. He was ESS for a long time. Now he runs DTD TV. And, uh, you know, I know all our local guys. All our, we're spoiled with announcers around here, to be fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there was a nice little G-Force meetup of announcers that uh, I got to meet up from. And there's like a whole Facebook group that Stephen Petty added me to. So shout out to Stephen for that. Uh, and yeah, no, this is this is a, a great area for racing. And it's a great area for uh, anybody who wants to get involved. And uh, somewhere that's a great area for racing, but... Once again, struggling to have a date. Uh, Atomic, the Super Dirt Car Series, unfortunately had to uh, 
cancel their uh, scheduled appearance at Atomic Speedway due to uh, uh, the weather there. So bummer for the Super Dirt Car Series. And um, you actually texted me about this and and you said that uh, if they could ever just get the right date, that track's going to be put on one heck of a show. Yeah, because it curbs up and the big blocks should be able to use their power. A lot of times it has some bite. can get slipped off too. And uh, yeah, just uh, didn't find a different weekend. Probably try not to schedule it in March next year, I'd say. Yeah. Because it definitely yeah, hurts when it had... gets canned like that. Yeah, and we've had a long winter too. Like uh, I don't, you know, uh, I, I don't really remember it being this cold into late March the way it was last or, you know, way it is this year, last year. So that definitely yeah. is wreaking havoc throughout, uh, you know, eastern United States and Swakos. even into the south. Their so, late models uh, haven't raced in a few weeks. Like all their stuff's getting rained or wetted yeah. out. And only stuff's been going sprint cars, really. Well, this kind of leads into. Do Do you want me to drop my rant first, or do you want to? This kind of leads into your TC rant of the uh, the week, and uh, it's rare that we both have a rant. Uh, but I think this particular week it, it, we've got some time before you Joel Dick joins the show. You want yeah. me to go first? Okay. All right. So my rant. Uh, we, you talked to our pal Travis Miller, the thriller, yeah, uh, the dragon slayer, as uh, Joe Bor, uh, Joe Donnie, who has started calling him during uh, our broadcast. Oh, he's gonna hate that. Well, that's the kind no. of the joke. He said it in the Discord, and it's gonna live forever. Oh, Sorry, buddy. Got a cut out on the dragon slayer. <laughs> Anyways, the thriller, Travis Miller. That's better. Uh, uh, he uh, he was bugging you saying that we've been talking too much NASCAR on the Dirt Show. And that is not what my rant is about. Shockingly, that's fine if we're talking too much NASCAR. But I do have a NASCAR tied in dirt racing rant. And it is the appropriation of dirt car culture. I don't know if you've noticed, like, obviously, there are plenty of guys who double down and dip their toes into the dirt racing world who are racing in various series uh, in NASCAR, especially in the Cup Series. But I don't know if you've noticed, but merchandise. They are marketing and appealing to the, the the dirt world in NASCAR. I saw this week brand new merch for Alex Bowman, which has more to do with his actual sprint car stuff. Uh, and Kyle Larson saw, same, sure, has all his dirt cars on his. Yes, I hope you. I thought I didn't know if you saw that or not too, but yep. I literally was like Hendrick Motorsports is selling a Kyle Larson five shirt that has his Cup car, his late model, and his sprint car on it. When like when would that ever have happened in the past? No, can you imagine? You know, if I, I don't even know, I don't even know what driver you could pick. Like where somebody would market it that way, where the cup car isn't the only feature on the T-shirt. Stop appropriating dirt sure dirt culture and the style of T-shirts and all that. Stick to what with what you guys do. Keep the NASCAR classic style in play or something like that Ooh. leave the dirt stuff to the guys who are actually trying to sell t-shirts you want to know why they're doing themselves. that though because it sells exactly because the dirt world i would say has their stuff together a lot more than nascar right now like and over even the past decade like nascar mm-hmm. peaked in that mid 2000s area era yep and ever since then yep. like the dirt car has taken in my opinion taken over its place like dirt cars dirt racing is more popular than nascar if you ask me I don't even think it's it's close. It's more uh, accessible, right? Yeah. You know, we talk about how inaccessible Formula One and like some of these international racing series are. Well, if you're coming from like 
a small town or you don't have like a crazy budget to go to a big stock car event, you can find a small speedway where it's 20 bucks to get in or 25 bucks to get in or 30 bucks to get in and go and watch some very talented drivers race world of outlaws. Uh, you can see them go and race uh, super dirt car series. There's tons of great racing. So late models, world of outlaws, late models. Yes. UMP modified. So, yeah. Summit. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's crazy right now how much great racing is in the dirt world. And, uh, NASCAR needs to get its uh, grubby fingers off the style because uh, yeah. that stuff should stay exclusive to the guys who, like I say, are trying to come up with loud, crazy T-shirts to sell and support their own racing careers. Yep. Rant over. Was that a good one? Yeah, like it, you leave it for the one? dirt guys for that. Yeah, right? We know the dirt cars uh, sell better than the NASCARs. Leave them off your shirts. I feel it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you've got a rant of your own though, and it is connected to weather. So let's, uh, let's yep. put a cork in you now, or let's put a quarter in you, I should say. Yep. This one just centers around central Pennsylvania sprint car scene last weekend. So central Pennsylvania sprint cars is usually, so last weekend was Williams Grove Friday night. Uh, and then Saturday night, you could have went to either Port Royal or Lincoln. And then Sunday night was at BAPS used to be Susquehanna. So anyway, Friday night. Lincoln or uh, Williams Grove cancels later on in the day. It was kind of like a day where you're going to get the rain and they were holding it out, trying to get it, maybe hope prayer, hoping a prayer to get it in. But then they canceled late and fans jumped on Twitter and said how they waited too long. It was obvious people are going to cancel the can or, and then some people were saying how they canceled too early and they should have tried. And so anyway, they didn't win. So then the next day was awesome because it was Port Royal who they canceled early thought it was going to be cold and rainy just decided to give their teams the week off so they cancel early lincoln goes with the other way and then the fans jumped on port royal for canceling too early on twitter so then they didn't win they made that call so then lincoln decides to race and then they do get it in but just because it was cold and rainy all day sure enough the track was pretty heavy didn't widen out all night it was literally a lane in a bit on the bottom and uh, super tacky and cars were biking up because they didn't get them loose enough. And it took six attempts to get the first lap in. And it was one of those nights where it was just a little bit of a crash fest. And then sure enough, they raced. And then the people on Twitter say they should have canceled. So and then the next day at BAPS, the track conditions weren't the best. It laid rubber and burned tires up and the fans were all over that. And there was a controversy with flat tires and they wouldn't let the Dietrichs change their tires. So, yeah. Lots of Twitter in the central Pennsylvania. A lot of it can be negative, and that's always the part that sucks. And then that just shows, like, the promoters, how, like, the race fans, you can't win on a day where it's, like, super iffy, where they'll complain if you cancel early. They'll complain if you try yeah. to run and get it in and get rained out. They'll complain pretty much about anything on those days. So if you're a race fan those days, don't, don't murder the track. They'll always put it up on their social medias. Like, don't call the place. Don't message them on social media. Like, they always put it up. Just let them be. Those are the world's worst days for racers and promoters. So just let them be. You'll sure enough go know if they're going or racing and try to be easy on the call because that's the hardest call in racing. And, yeah, perfect example of it last weekend in Central PA. Nice. That was uh, a great point, too, for us, because uh, you never know, you know, starting as early as Merrittville is going to start this year. You never know what kind of weather we're going to get in April. You know, even if it's clear skies, it might only be, you know, six or seven degrees. I hope not. I'm, I'm hoping by the time the spring sizzler rolls around, we're going to get as long as it's like sunny, we're going degree night, maybe sure. 15 degree night. 
yeah right so but i don't want to hear race fans being like it's too cold i don't want to come out no this is the start of the season this is one of the real fans will be there you you better be there yeah Exactly. I want to see that place packed for opening. It week. should be pretty. And, that's uh, the best part yeah, about like I want to see some the also thing like going back to Atomic. Like if you do have it on the schedule, you can cancel. If you don't have it on, it's re- it's imp- almost impossible to mix a race up. So, and that first Merrittville race around here is a perfect example. Yeah. If it's going to be a crappy day, they usually cancel it early or even the day before. It's happened before, and then yeah, that's not the year before. But on the days where it's yep. they do get a wicked day, last year was one of them. It usually does bring out quite a bit of fans and. All the cars, like there's, and there's usually those are the times because Quebec and Brockville area ain't open yet, so you'll get the, a couple extra mods if you get a good day on those first few weeks, and uh, yep. that's why you do it. Those are the if you get a good day, those are the money makers. Days like that, because people are jonesing. No, it's gonna be a blast. I'm jonesing. Can't wait for racing. the spring sizzler. Let's go. Yes, I'm. You were racing today. I yeah, spent the entire morning today. at the racetrack. Yeah. I was up in the. I went up to the flag stand for the first time ever. I've never been up to the Maryville flag stand. I don't know why it just took me so long, but I got up there. That 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 is just terrifying. I can't imagine being up there and having race cars thundering by and shaking the entire town. Yeah, that's that's yeah. wild. Lots of videos. If you want to be gruesome on YouTube, if flag stands getting hit, it's happened before. Definitely a dangerous spot. And uh, yeah, I... shout out to all the flagmen out there. Yeah. Cause... Yeah, you guys are the real. The underrated badasses uh, of yep. dirt racing I agree. community, I would say. The flagman. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we've covered, I think, everything we want to get into, Travis. So why don't we bring in our guest uh, from the Southern Ontario uh, Motor Speedway. That's where he calls a ho- his track uh, home. Why don't we bring in Joel Dick now? The Southern Ontario Dirt Show is brought to you by Oshwikin Speedway, Southern Ontario's home for Friday night excitement. For over 25 years, Oshwegan Speedway has promoted and played host to sprint car racing with a new season of family-friendly events on the horizon and set to begin May 19th. Catch our own Travis Cunningham as he races weekly in the 360 division each Friday night in pursuit of a season-long championship. The Friday night lineups are rounded out by crate sprints, thunderstocks, and mini-stock divisions as well. In addition to weekly racing, Oshwegan Speedway will also hold several marquee events for the Southern Ontario Sprints, the Action Sprint Tour in their West Series and National Series, as well as a visit from Canada's premier stock car series, the NASCAR Pinty Series on August 14th and 15th for their only stop on dirt. Mark your calendars as the 3 8 mile dirt track located in Oshwikin, Ontario welcomes drivers from across the country and beyond for the 19th running of the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals, which is scheduled for September 16th. To keep up to date with the latest news from the track, be sure to find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For track information on policies, admissions, directions, and more, be sure to visit oshwekenspeedway.ca. That's O-H-S-W-E-K-E-N speedway.ca. Oshwekin Speedway, your home for Friday night excitement. The Southern Ontario Dirt Show is brought to you by Bicknell Racing Products. The last 40 years plus have seen Bicknell Racing Products grow to be an industry leader for racers and enthusiasts alike. Their St. Catharines location is home to 20,000 square feet of manufacturing and retail space with a second store in Niagara Falls, New York and a dealer network that continues to grow day by day to serve Southern Ontario, Western New York, and beyond. Bicknell Racing Products distributes Hoosier tires for much of Eastern Canada, New York, and even parts of Pennsylvania. BRP is everything you could need to keep your car performing at its peak 
with genuine parts from the manufacturer. They even have a technical support line committed to helping you with the most up-to-date information and feedback from racers and crew chiefs. Have you ever thought about a career in the automotive or racing industry? Now is your chance to take the leap with Bicknell Racing Products. They are looking for CNC machine operators, welders, and more to join their team this season. Please send all resumes to Dana Curving at BicknellRacingProducts.com. That's D-A-N-A-C-U-R-V-I-N at BicknellRacingProducts.com. For further information on Bicknell Racing Products and to find a dealer near you, visit BRP online at www.BicknellRacingProducts.com or on Facebook or at Twitter.com slash BicknellRacing. We are live on the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast with Joel Dick, who's got the Julian drink, as Travis just said, to start us off. Uh, Joel, this is awesome. Glad, glad to have you. Glad to have somebody representing Southern Ontario Motor Speedway on the Southern Ontario Dirt Show podcast. Uh, how you been and how's the offices been treating you? Well, thanks for having me, first and foremost, guys. Uh, yeah, things are pretty good right now. We're uh, we're just getting the car ready right now. Uh, everything in the shop's going pretty good, um, as far as we know. Um you know, it's just uh, we got a lot of new stuff coming on this year that we're going to be testing and uh, looking forward to testing more than anything right now. So, you know, you think you're going to build something that might be a little quicker and, you know, you get out and test and you realize that, you know, you're just uh, completely off base. And, you know, we go back to our baseline a lot, but we'll uh, see what we came up with this winter, if it works or not. So guessing that your UMP mod, I'm guessing something in the suspension you're playing with to probably try to get around the new Southern Ontario Motor Speedway uh layout or well we're always uh we're always playing with stuff and uh you know it's more something to kind of get us on the road too a little bit like we do travel to the states um so it's just something that uh we can kind of get from big half miles to like uh southern ontario motor speedway is uh you know it does carry some speed which is mm -hmm. nice uh depending on the night um but it can get technical at times where you will get a little bit of a you know, you've got to hit your marks correctly to get in and get on the brown and get it done. So, um, yeah, we're working on a few different combos and different things. We're looking forward to that. And guys, we got an eight inch tire in our car. So it's uh, that eight inch tire. I mean, it doesn't hold up the best uh, in the slickest of conditions. Let's just say that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Travis touched on the kind of new and improved Southern Ontario, uh, motor speedway, uh, just from your experience with the track and, and it being kind of like one of your home facilities, just, uh, talk to maybe the casual fan who's not familiar with the surf, with the track and the surface and how things have changed around there in the last uh, two to three, four years. Um, I'd say all in all as a fan experience, the lighting number one is like amazing right now. I mean, our, you can see every ounce of that racetrack. Like, no problem. And we haven't had that in the past. Like, I mean, I'd haul the mail off into one sometimes and just be like, you know, come on, baby, let's stick up here. So, and uh, right now with the lighting, it's been it's been a lot better. And I think for a fan experience uh, with LEDs there, uh, that can be pretty good. As far as getting over to the grandstand side, I mean, I obviously don't go over there that much. So, I can't attest to that. But I know just from our vantage point um, and from what other people have told me from being over there, it's been been a really good experience. So did you obviously raced on the old configuration? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so talk about the differences just in driving. Oh, Not no like, like just from the track standpoint. It's so yeah. different. Like to that me, like yep. the old one would have been perfect if it was like a wide, like the the yeah. 
shape of it was so cool, but it was narrow. So yeah, tell us it the was. difference. I mean, and that was a problem. Like it was a D, which is common in a lot of tracks in the States, but that's from natural progression of yeah. the outside, you know? And it's like, now it's, um, you know, it's, it was so narrow before where you come out of two and you'd get a big run on a guy and all of a sudden it's like, whoop, all of a sudden the lane just changes and it's like, no, he's right there and you can't do it. So mm. that kind of sucked a lot. And now it's uh, being as wider as it is, it's gotten a lot better. And uh, it would be nice if it was like a bit more like progressively banked, as I would say. Um, that would help it a little bit. But, you know, we get some nights out there where it's pretty, pretty badass. Yeah, for me, the biggest thing when I raced there in 2021 was like the transition to the like the back straightaway seems like it's the most banked out of the whole track. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that is just yeah. so weird. It's like, awesome. yeah. Yeah, so it's right now, like it's, um, yeah, when you come out of two, it's like if you get any kind of bump or anything that upsets a race car a little bit, like you got to be really aware because a guy might just have like a decent car underneath you or something, but he's going to get that drive and carry it down there. But it's like, your car loads up so differently because the straightaway is so banked. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it it is odd. Like it's very um, if you can just carry that momentum through the top and there's no bump out of two. I mean, I'm you're still carrying momentum and that's all you're going to do. Like that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. You know, but yeah. It's it is different. I've bottom fed there some too, and um, where we've had great runs, you know. But then you got to watch that transition getting into three you know, and how you can carry that momentum forward. And that can be, that's where it gets technical. And I've won races doing that. Uh, that gets really technical. And that depends how much, if we've had rain during the week, if there's, you know, if it's muddy down at the bottom, like how that's all going to work. So yeah, so many variables, but it's shaping up pretty good. In the sprint car, like going down the back chute, like going slow, we had yeah. to go like quarter lock or quarter turn to the right to even go straight just because it yeah, was so pushing us. Sure, yeah. That's wild. Well, that yeah. is just wild. Yeah. What'd you think about it? Like when you were like racing it yourself though? Uh, the night we were there, the track was pretty good. It was slick. Yep. Uh, and then but that but the year we were there, uh, it didn't have the infield wall yet. So oh, okay. the feature guys started kind of running into the infield and made it dirty. So then we couldn't move around, but the heats had uh, two lanes, but yeah, uh, it was pretty good. And like, I had fun. I had like, cause Oshriken was closing. That was my first like gasser up in two years where you could wide open it in hot laps and stuff. So that definitely yeah. felt real awesome. It's definitely got lots of credential there. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It really does. I think the wall helps just for that fact, because I mean, I've run, I've run on the bottom before we had nothing there. I mean, I'm kicking up dust. I'm making it dirty, but I mean, it was so rough up top. I didn't care. I'm like, well, I got no boundary here. So, you know, I don't know where the racetrack is or isn't now. So I'm going to go where no one else is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a unique facility and it's one that's uh, on my bucket list to get to this year for sure. Cause I, I have actually haven't had awesome. a chance to get out that way and watch you guys in, um, and for you, you know, in the UMP mod, uh, versus, you know, what we might be more familiar, what we see a lot more of down in the Niagara region being, I think, what uh, what Ken Schrader call it? Uh, the, the center, center steer mod. mod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Just talk to us about the difference between those two types of race cars and, and why you find yourself in a UMP mod. Well, I think the UMP mod down here, just because it was close to home, I'm in Leamington, and it was close to home and the opportunity to go to the States you know, that we had before. So to go to Eldora or go to tracks in Michigan, it was super close by or, 
you know, so that was huge. And that's what was running here, right? At the time. And, and well, still. So that's why we got into it. Uh, it was, you know, probably, uh, you know, I'm not much of a late model guy, to be honest. I love watching them. I, I do enjoy them, uh, you know, but I'm the no funders kind of guy, I think. And, you know, I have a background in flat tracking and different things. And um, the mods just really seem to, I really seem to enjoy them. I'd love to jump in a center steer mod sometime. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's the big a... tires. Like, you know, the fuel yeah. would be kind of cool. And, you know, I think the rear ends and nose are a lot, sim they're similar to ours, but Quick obviously change, yeah. are completely different. Like yeah. they are four link, I believe. Right. So nope. you're oh, no? Four. no, there's still like three link on coils with like torque arms going up the middle. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yep. But you got to shaft through your legs. Yeah, that's kind of cool, though. I mean, that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, they're that'd be real fun cool. to drive because I drove those before too. So yeah, yeah, that'd they're, be a ball. It's kind of like so, wingless sprint car, but with downforce. It's, yeah, kind of similar. What you'll get is that when you get a UMP car, is the lack of traction. Like it is so, like you're so on edge. And uh, oh, hold on, race coming on. There no we go. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's so on edge um, sometimes. I mean, you can just be, you know, wailing on a thing and, and life's good and you're preserving tire and all of a sudden it starts to fade a little bit. And it's like you are seeking the entire time for traction out there in those cars. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're driving, big or not, big tire or not. Like it's still, um, no matter what, you want to get to the traction. Let's mm -hmm. be serious, but it's a, it's a different deal. Um you know, I'd love to get in something that I could feel a little bit more. But traction, I don't know if I'd abuse it, though. So that's the thing. I might. Sounds like you need to try a crate sprint or something. Yeah, that'd be a, oh, man, that'd be a riot. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a ball. Yeah, absolutely. If anyone yeah. out there is watching, I'm willing to be <laughs> Listening. Yeah, we'll listening and watching. Yeah, we'll yep. <clears throat> Yeah, that I we can find you something. I I think you you meet the right you meet enough people. You go and visit with the crate sprint guys when they come and visit. Yep. You'll uh, you'll find your way. I'm sure somebody somebody needs us somebody to jump in sometime. Uh, oh. But you mentioned a little bit about your background and the flat track stuff. So just talk to us about uh, how you got started in racing. Uh, so I started out. Um, you know, I basically started out like we had a church right beside us. It was a gravel like a like a really tight quarter inch gravel. Um, around a small church. So I got a little Honda 50 and I uh, just started pulling laps and wanted to try and keep up with my brother in the 80. And uh, I just started turning left and I was something about it just had me intrigued. Like I want to get faster. I want to get better. I want to get better. And then growing up, didn't really do much. Uh, and then all of a sudden opportunity came out to go flat track on the four wheelers. And we had a unlimited class for the ATVs. Um, well, a guy seen me at Leamington uh, half mile and said, wanting to try out a bike. So I'm like, well, let's do that because I rode bikes and I'm like, let's go. So did a bunch of races and that. And then uh, I realized with age comes a cage <laughs> so, went down that road, kind of. Um, but before we got into um, the stock car deal, we went to uh, go-karts. Um, so it's the six, five class was a class I got into because we had a pretty decent track here in Leamington and we got a Ron Fellows series that comes down here and like, it's a good road course. So I got into that. Uh, the 6.5 class taught me a lot, like over, say, Yamaha class or shifter cart class, because it was just you had to be perfect because you couldn't screw up. And it was a chess match. Like, like drafting was key. 
Um, everything went six five because you didn't have the power to overcome. Where the shifter carts and road taxes teach you more about braking and your brake zones as well. So they all have their um, you know moments for teaching you how to drive better and be better uh, and capabilities of whatever your whatever four wheels you're sitting on or under or whatever. So uh, I did that. And then I decided to get into, I'm like, I got to get back into dirt. Like dirt is my thing. Like I love dirt, dirt, dirt. And, you know, growing up on a farm and my dad's a farmer here and, you know, I'm the dirt guy. So I bought a, you know, piece of crap street stock and got out there the first night and they said green. I remember in my ear and I'm like, well, no one's going. And I'm like, (laughs) I hit the gas and I'm like, oh, I'm passing these guys. I shouldn't be passing them, right? Like too much respect for them right away. And I'm like, no, you got to get your ass moving here a little bit. And we got moving and and we did pretty good. Or, you know, I think we were up to, we started dead last. I'd raced four times and we got up to fifth, maybe that championship night. You know, didn't know what we were doing. Had a friend, uh, Justin Coulter helped me out and just basically, here's Stagger. You're not turning off. We'll get you a little bit more. That's it. Go have fun. Just drive this thing. And uh, then I knew I needed, I wanted to get the modifieds then right after that. Nice. You know, as you're talking about traveling a bit, like give us some uh, ideas of like what a trip would be for you. Like you said, you've been to Eldora? Yeah, we've wanted Eldora. Oh, tell us about that. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, that that place has been uh, pretty special to us. Um, so we can get there in like three and a half hours from home. Huh. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it, that's another place that always on my bucket list to win it. And we did it. Uh, winning there, getting on that stage is like, it's surreal. You don't even know it till it's done. And I mean, every night there, like these guys, you can't give an inch. I mean, they will take a mile and that's how you got to race them too. And you got to do that. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a phenomenal place to be. And just, uh, yeah, that track changes a lot too. And it's changed a lot. Like, from the different surfaces, uh, the banking, everything like that, like it's changed a ton. So year to year, when you go there, you don't know what you're getting into right away. And yeah, you're flat footing it and, you know, hot laps and maybe qualifying. And then you get to your heat race. I mean, you better be ready because you can't lose three or four tenths of them big dogs there because they're going to hand it to you fast. So you want to try to stay ahead of the track, stay ahead of the track all the time there. And track position is so key. So, and they do some goofy stuff with inverts sometimes and whatnot. But for the most part, it's pretty pretty darn fair where you're going to start. So that's kind of cool. Man, he's won in Eldora. I, Second, is that the first guy? No, D Dubs. Oh, we had yeah, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. Second person that we've had is who's an Eldora winner on the show. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I think we were unique. the first one to win there, though. For you, for like your class. Yeah, I think we might have been. What, I don't know what year that. What year was? You know what year that was? D Dubs won last year. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. won in seventeen. So technically, oh, you were the yeah, first two to do it. it. Yeah. 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 There you go. There you go. <laughs> first two do it. Second guest. Yeah. Awesome. So traveling from Canada, I, I like asking. You know, a lot of our local guys. There's not as much. I don't want to say rivalry or tension coming down from our area because they're just so used to the, you know, the Bicknell cars, that sort of stuff yep. being over in Western New York and Pennsylvania and stuff. But as far as, uh, you know, your travel schedule, do you feel any animosity? Do you feel like an invader when you go down there as uh, someone from north of the border? Or do you kind of feel like just one of the gang? No, you're one of the gang when you go. Like, 
realistically, we show up, guys, like first time at Limeland, I'll never forget it, or even Hartford. Uh, first time both those tracks, they come up to you right away. Uh, track promoter comes up. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate you here. Wow, you traveled so far. I'm like, how the heck does this guy even know who, who I am pulling in here? And I'm like, and they know who you are almost. And it's like, you know, thank you again. And uh, love to have you back. Is uh, there anything else you, you know, you need from the facility? Let us know. And, you know, they're more than willing to help. And, you know, you play it off sometimes when you get to a new track. Like first time at Lyme, I'm asking, you know, certain guys there that I've heard of and that, oh, you know, what year should I run? I'm just a rookie at this. And they give you a lot. They give you a little too much information sometimes when they're talking. Uh-huh. That guy shuts down fast. So, <laughs> yeah, like real fast. So yeah. uh, we had some drinks over that when I when we meet him that night. So it was uh that was kind of funny that uh you know he's he's giving me all the right stuff to do it and we pull it off, so it's kind of funny. So you won at Lima too? Well that night we were third. Sorry, the okay, first yeah. night we were third. So we didn't win, we were third, but we beat Tony Anderson and he's helped me out the whole night. Nice. So, yeah, nice. it was it was kind of comical. Uh, Waynesfield's other track's open this year. We're gonna hit hit that up. It's close uh, as well, so we'll be hitting that. It's in the middle of nowhere, middle of a cornfield. It's just yeah. Feel the a, dreams meets racing. I heard. Basically. Got it. It's yeah. a kind of a cool. It's kind of a cool thing. It's a little boring, but it's high, high banked. Um, it can tend to bottom feed at the end of the night, just because they do have a flatter line at the bottom where the transition is. In the mud and the moisture, it's it gets worked in, and then you know guys will shoot it up the track, and you're like ah. And when you get to the really really top side, it's just a long way. So if you gear for it, and that's what you're planning for, you've got to stick to it. Nice, that's wicked. So do you have a favorite place that um, I, I got two here? So favorite place you've won at so far, and uh, a place that is on the list to just get to and race that you haven't had a chance to race at yet. Yeah, I mean, favorite place I've won probably Eldora, but now my favorite win, I mean, was my first win at Buxton. Okay. I mean, that's yeah, that's my favorite win. Um, although, yeah, Eldora was special. Uh, obviously, it's mm-hmm. Eldora. I mean, yeah, you, know, like, you get on stage there, man, it's cool. But no, my first win, I remember that more probably than my Eldora win because it was, uh, you know, the emotions you're going through, like we did it. You know, we're trying hard. Like I care, you know, I'm not just out there to spin laps. Oh, we want to race. No, like it's, it, there's heart and passion and soul into it. And when you get it done, it's, it's that first one was just like, wow, okay, I can do it. You know, it's like, I can do this. And we had some good cars before we won. And then, you know, we didn't get there. And now I'm like, no, we, we're going to win some more. And we did. And that one I think was my favorite. Favorite place though? Yes, Eldora. So that's that's a different different spin on it, yeah. but you know, that's a yeah, that's how it go. One track we haven't been to that we do want to go to is Fairbury. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh man, that thing's just a banger yeah. of a track. That that track is phenomenal. Like, talk about a track that is set up to lend a bottom feeder to a guy just ripping his quarter panels off on the top side and, and switching lines is maybe as your car changes throughout the feature. Like you can't beat that no, place. Yeah. Three lines like, all the it's time. Just, yeah, yeah. And up on the wheel, it's that's it. That that's we're, we're trying this here to that's go. Sweet. 
Yeah, that your type one. of race car, it feels yeah. like that that would suit that place, especially because of the way that you have to move around. And one of those things, like you mentioned, for traction. Oh, yeah, there's that's what mod racing there is big. I'm telling you, like there are modified fans from guys I've talked to that go there that say like the mod features sometimes just there's nothing like them because of our tire fall off and different things and how guys will bang the boards down, just get to it. And, you know, there's certain usual suspects obviously that are, you know, always run up top or always run the bottom, but then it changes and it just, it, it, you'll get features at like three in a row that it's, you know, you're within a car yeah. length. You're right there. You're in the same picture as other guy when you're crossing the finish line and you, you can't beat that. That's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, I hate that. You'd love to win by a mile, <laughs> but I think, Cool. To watch, that's just awesome. You're on the right side of a photo finish. That that's a that's a moment in time. So, oh yeah, absolutely. All right, my last one. So we've talked about every track, but the ones around here. I know you've won at Merrittville. I'm pretty sure you've been to Ush Weekend for yes. sure. I'm not. Have you been to Humberstone? Yeah. All right. No. So nope. Merrittville we, and Ush Weekend. Um, we love Ush. We're going to Ush Weekend this year. We got one date, I believe. We got one date scheduled. We got one date scheduled this year, um, for sure. I'd love if Glenn put more on. We. We love that place. Like we appreciate the facilities there and everything when we go. Um, it's typically when Schrader's down. So I always lie to him on what year to run because he calls me before, but now he's got to figure it out. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's kind of cool. But it's um, that tracks it races good, you know. And it was uh, we had bad luck there last year. Well, we won I think three, two or three, two I think two features there that we've been, and we only go once a year. Um, and it's either we win or just have just stupid bad. Schrader beat you one um, night, I think. Yeah, it was unfortunate. I was pushing. I blamed it on a shock mount, but you know, I just blamed it. I got to give the little guy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that car, he came back the next year, and he's like, you know, and his guy is telling me, he's like, that is the most like popular DVD he pops in all the time going down the road. Was that nice. race? Yeah, he loves it. So that's pretty cool. And it's it's awesome, right? Because it's in Ontario and this is home and that that's fantastic. And then Merrittville, we went up there last year for the first time. Uh we won yeah. that deal. Um, that was pretty cool. At that, that was that was technical. I like that. That was uh it was technical, you know, it wasn't super fast or anything, but it was uh like again, I mean uh, the bigger tire stuff can get around there and haul the mail, I'm sure, but we couldn't like early on, but they did a great job prepping for us. And it was, uh, it was super good because they left some moisture in there for us. So that was nice. Um, and then we did Brighton as well. Uh, we won, I think we did our qualifying night. We were good. We were fast time and everything. And then the second night there, we got took out by a lap car and that just really sucked because we had a really fast piece and that car actually got wrecked before and i put it on uh took it up down south got it on a jig and that car came back better than what it started with i hated the car and i was gonna get rid of it and then uh we kept it and i loved it now she's junk <laughs> so yeah always the always the case yep. eventually the favorite cars end up junk right <laughs> all yeah. right well we'll get you out of here on this one this is one we ask all of our guests who come on the show uh i'm gonna give you one race car one racetrack to race at for the rest of your life. Anything. Unlimited budget. It doesn't matter if you have experience in it or not. It's just something you want to drive one time around one particular racetrack. I'll email you back next week and give you an answer. <laughs> oh, come on. You come don't got on. anything right off the top? All right, okay. Okay. Hold on. I'd say, wow, for the rest of my life. Yeah. 
I'm going to say dirt modified. Um, that's just what I'm comfortable in. Um, you know, this answer could change the more stuff I've got into, though. As of right now, this day, we're going to say a UMP dirt car. And I'm going to go with a track I've never been to, Fairbairn. Nice. Just because I like, I like yeah. that. Yep. I like that. It's a good pick. Yep. Right, awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time out tonight, Joel. It's been a hey, blast uh, learning about you and learning a little bit more about the UMPs and Southern Ontario Motorsport uh, Motor Speedway. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to get out there myself and, and check it out in action. So uh, this is going to be a great summer for it. Good well, luck traveling. I'll buy the hauler. Right yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll do. Yep. Have a great time on the road. Right. Yeah, I've got to. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll come out for SOS night. That's the night. To Definitely, come. that's the night to come. I can see both of you guys. Gets both it of is. us in one night. There we go. And guess what? An SOS night brings out all the people too. So it's that awesome. is one thing. When I was there in 2021, it was the most jammed I've ever seen a speedway in my life. It was like insane. It was. There's energy, man. Yeah. When it's like that. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. So yeah. Well, yeah. Stop by the hall yeah. over yeah. there. We'll all right, do. Johnny. Thanks we're throwing again, you in the bed of the truck. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> see you, buddy. Fun. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. <laughs> And the checkered is out on another episode of the Southern Ontario Dirt Show presented by Oshweekin Speedway and Bicknell Racing Products. Like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Facebook at Southern Ontario Dirt Show or find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SODS underscore pod. Have a question for the show? Email us, southernontariodirtshow at gmail.com. Thanks for supporting local racing in Southern Ontario, and we'll see you at the track.